0: fm to get started what a historic night and we're here to talk all about it WrestleMania
1: 35 here on after buzz tv
0: you're tuned in to after buzz tv the espn of tv talk now let the buzz
2: oh
1: man five and a half hours but and maybe not even with that more with the pre-show i'm not gonna lie i want more
3: Oh, of course.
1: What about you, Miss Anissa Barr? Is, love, thank you for joining me here on After Buzz TV. Yeah,
3: thanks for having me. I'm very excited. I, You know, this whole WrestleMania um, weekend, and or should I say week, mm-hmm. has been amazing. You know, you had The Access, you had WrestleMania, then you had, you know, the other wrestling shows that are non-WWE Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, a, a great experience to go. I've never been but, you know, it was a perfect night and I was just so happy all weekend. And
1: it's crazy because it's kind of not even over because Raw and SmackDown have become more and must NXT. miss. Uh, NXT. No no, 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 I'm saying like this upcoming Raw and SmackDown <laughs> yes. like, uh, yeah, I guess you can say NXT because it has a little bit of the the, the matches before NXT that they taped on, on TakeOver that, like, we still have a lot more to go. Yeah. Like, at least five, six hours of just brand new wrestling content of the whole WrestleMania weekend. Uh, I'm excited. We're going to talk I'm... so much about it. Uh, I know it just ended, but thank you for joining us here on After Buzz TV. You can listen to us on, on iTunes, iTunes, SoundCloud, on YouTube. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. All the above. I'm just going to get into it because we have a lot to talk about. Yes, we Miss Anissa Barr. What was your favorite moment of the night? And I don't want to hear, like, I like this, I like that. No, no, no. Pick your one favorite moment of the night.
3: Darn, I had a few. But, um, to be quite honest, I actually marked out when John Cena, Doctor of Thugnomics, came out. When they showed the video package of you know, the greatest baseball player, Uh Babe Ruth, Um, I was a little confused at first. Everybody that I was with, I went to a WrestleMania party. So I was a little confused. We were all confused. We're like, okay, what does this have to do with anything? And then when John Cena came out, I was the only one marking out. Everyone's like, oh, my God. Like, are you kidding? And then I kind of looked back um, later on. You know, WrestleMania 22, he did a promo package kind of like that, but the old school mafia style Mm -hmm. with the black and white. So, you know, when John Cena came out, it bring me back memories because I remember, you know, obviously I was about 10, 11 years old when John Cena first came into the business. And I was around that age when he was doctor of Mm Thugonomics. And of course, we're at a different period of time now where he can't say certain things. It still felt... I was 10 years old again, Mm -hmm. and I'm very excited to see that we had a piece of John Cena tonight because we didn't know what was going to happen, and obviously the fans wanted to see John Cena versus Angle, but at the end of the day, we got John Cena. Everyone was excited. Hell, it was a great night. There
1: was all these rumors going out. Uh, obviously, Cena's going to replace Corbin. I even heard a rumor earlier today that Cena was going to be the special referee oh, of Angle versus Corbin. I didn't even hear that. Obviously, that did not happen. So, are you completely satisfied with how they used John Cena, even though he wasn't in an actual match?
3: Oh, completely. Because you have to remember where John Cena started in this business. Mm-hmm. A lot of people look at John Cena as the Superman of you know of, of the WWE No offense, Roman Reigns, but Mm. um, John Cena did did not forget where he started. And the fact that he did this was completely, uh, to me, amazing and brought back my 10-year-old self.
1: Isn't it crazy? And I don't think this is going to be John Cena's last WrestleMania. But isn't it crazy how, even if it is, let's just say it is, Mm. uh, because obviously he's doing movies and, you know, very successful ones at that, uh, that his first WrestleMania, even though it wasn't on the main show, it was on the pre-show where he did, like, a battle rap where he kind of talks smack about Fabulous and Jay-Z, um, you know, kind of a similar now, you know, full circle. Now he's, you know, pretty much pretty much did it the same to Elias. So right. I'll get into my favorite moment of the night uh, in a little bit because it's probably going to be our, our second topic of the night. <laughs> but obviously the main thing that everybody was kind of looking forward to, or most people, one of the things, because I think there was a lot of things to look forward to, was the women's triple threat match. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, Becky, Ronda, history in the making. Right. Um, it's weird to ask this question to a woman because okay. I don't want to make it feel like, oh, because you're a woman, you have to like it, you know? Now, but what was it like for, you know, as a woman to to be a fan growing up but, and seeing the women main event for the first time? Definitely not the last time.
3: Right. So this is where I, I've been asked this question a few times outside of, uh, you know, here. And this kind of... If... It is historic. It is awesome. But I'm trying to block the fact that I love indie wrestling and indie wrestling, the women do main events sometimes. So I'm trying to block that as much as possible as I can while watching WrestleMania. But it's amazing how we come so far. You have to remember all the women that paved the way. You know, it doesn't matter who started it. Other, you know, women who did pave the way. Don't matter if they were in bra and panties matches little skits here and there they were part of wrestling they were part of the wwe they're part of wrestlemania they are at the end of the day they're part of history and they made you know moments and that's what wrestling is all about you know for me i'd wish ronda wasn't a part of the main event at wrestlemania why i think because this really deserves it for me honestly I think this was for Becky and Charlotte. I Mm -hmm. think those two women really deserve to be the main event. You know, just them two. And I get Rhonda. I understand that. You know, I don't have no problem with Rhonda. Mm -hmm. I did at first, but I started to understand and learn why she's here. So for me, I did get that part of those moments where we saw Becky and Charlotte only wrestle and that was just awesome and amazing to me
1: what did you think of the actual match because I think a lot of people I personally Mm -hmm. I loved it I I love the match I love the finish just because I'm a big fan of finishes that really come out of nowhere what did you think of the finish because people were like wait that's it
3: I loved it too I love being confused and not sure like was that a mistake was that legit Um, those are those moments where people can you know remember and you have, you know, a lot of people don't forget that when you're in a triple threat match, every, you know, a lot of things goes. I mean, I'm glad that they brought the table out. Mm-hmm. I'm glad, you know, every bit a part of this match, each women, each of those women, were scratching and crawling, crawling and claw- <laughs> scratching, you know, clawing and wanting to be the best they can be during that match. And I think all three of those women proved it.
1: I agree. What did you think of the entrances? I mean, we had Joan Jett playing Ronda Rousey. Oh, I think man. that was awesome. But... Oh,
3: yeah. I mean, you know, I love that type of era of music. Mm-hmm. I love the whole Rock and Roll rock and roll Hall of Famer. That's who she is. Still killing it. Still amazing. I think I was so happy for Ronda at that moment yeah. because there's no other sports entertainment, or should I say other sports, that will do that for her. Obviously, in UFC, they're not going to, you know— have Joan Jett rock and ro- roll at at the MGM Casino in Vegas. I
1: could. Done it well, for she's Conor very McGregor, expensive. But I mean, they've done it for Conor McGregor. They had Sinead O'Connor sing out Conor McGregor one time.
3: Yeah, but I mean, come on.
1: But it's but it's yeah, it's it's a little bit different when it's when it's pro wrestling. And especially,
3: it's freaking Joan Jet. She's like probably very
1: expensive. <laughs> I'm sure she was happy to do it. I'm sure she was happy to get all the, the the iTunes downloads of. I mean, obviously, I I remember her from Freaks and Geeks. That was her theme song for Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. So when Rhonda first started coming out, to them, I'm like, oh look, she's coming out to Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. So now obviously, I think she's getting a lot more exposure mm-hmm. um, now and in WWE. Right. Um, what was that- your
3: favorite entrance
1: of the night of of those three women? Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think by default I'm gonna have to go with Ronda. Okay. Just because I mean, I like the helicopter thing. Kind of reminded me of the Four Horsemen when they did it back in the day. Yeah,
3: you know. With Charlotte, it's, like, jet flying and profiling. I was pretty not what she was doing.
1: Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I dug it. I mean, i kind of curious where they're going to go from here. She's the double champion. Becky Lynch won. I mean, no spoiler. We all watched it. Let's be real. And everybody actually in the shout-out to the chat room. We are watching. We are listening. Mm-hmm. We want to read every single comment. So please, blow up the chat. We'll definitely... Uh, we have time to maybe maybe talk about whatever you guys have thought. I'm, I'm kind of curious what Joseph Boza thought, what Emmanuel Dominguez thought. I want to know what everybody thought of the show. Um, but going back to this match, we're, we're, what happens now? Because now Becky's a double champion. She's Raw and SmackDown. Uh, there was a lot of controversy in the last week with, like, Asuka. Obviously, a lot of people were upset about Asuka not even being on the Mania card. Obviously, right. she was on the pre-show. But... Do you do you combine the, the, the championships? Do you keep them separate? Is she gonna defend one on raw? Is she gonna defend one on SmackDown? What do you think is gonna happen next with, with when it comes to this?
3: Well, before I answer your question, I just want to say thanks to the WWE that pretty much listened to the fans when it came to Becky Lynch and Kofi Kingston. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanna say right now. But back to your question. I think what will happen is because Asuka does have another opportunity to fight for that for the fight for the SmackDown championship. Really?
1: Oh, why? There's th- no rematch clauses anymore? Don't you watch the product? There's no... Yeah, well... they they got rid of the rematch clauses like when the whole, like, oh... Uh, blah, blah, blah. McMahon took over. Like, oh, there's no rematch clauses anymore. Oh, I don't remember what they said. <laughs>
3: um, but, um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the next... We'll see what happens on SmackDown. What will happen? I mean, I hope Asuka, you know, has that opportunity to pretty much go after for the SmackDown champion because I do think she... Uh, they, they pretty much stole that one from her, but I, that's just me.
1: I agree. We have Joseph Boza. I know, uh, they, she think he thinks he's going to drop one of the belts soon. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, I don't think they're going to vacate one. And one of the people in the chat thought they were going to vacate one. I don't think that's going to happen. I like Becky being kind of the face. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously she's probably the most over reports saying that she was the number one, um, merchandise seller. Right. I mean, obviously, I mean, it's funny. You think of the man, something so simple. Like there's, I, I'm curious what graphic designer thought of, thought of thought of the man T-shirt.
3: I mean, it's so it's like the three sixteens T-shirt. I know it's something it's so simple, very simple. It's just
1: crazy how that happens. Um, personally, I, I I I'm happy for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. I think this was the right call. Um, with that said, I would have liked. Thank you. What I would have liked uh, different time, I would have liked to see Kofi close out the show. I think that in the last couple, like the last couple weeks, that was more organic. Um, I was afraid that Kofi Kingston uh, championship uh, win was going to get interrupted by like a Snickers commercial or by Eclipse <laughs> of access. That didn't happen. I'm happy. From we actually have a friend of mine on the line, former AfterBuzz host, mine too. Uh, a, a very dear <laughs> friend of mine, one of my favorite people in the entire world. Mine too uh you can turn the stream down a little bit um but uh again one of my favorite people pcw ultra commentator new japan pwg ring announcer christian cole can you hear me christian cole hello hello yes hello hello how are you christian Hey what's going on guys? You are here in your old stopping grounds of Afterbus TV It's me <laughs> myself and Anisa Barr. Hey Anisa George, how are you? Good Hi, good how are you? So we're gonna get straight to Go. it. Uh, what did you think of the show?
2: Oh man it was an it was an awesome show I mean
3: Hello
1: Hello Hello Christian. Technical difficulties? Is that what it's called? Whoa. Okay. Okay, sounds good. But yeah, we, we will talk about Kofi Kingston right now. Um, Again, when you talked about my favorite moment of the night, mm-hmm. this was mine. Again, mm-hmm. I, and much much respect to the women. I think the fact that this had to happen for the women, but I think it got, kind of got overshadowed in a great way by Kofi Kingston. This storyline has been one of my favorite storylines of the last month, you know, a couple months and a half Christian Cole. Can you hear me?
2: Yes, I can. I'm back. Thank okay. You.
1: Okay. No problem. Uh, what was your favorite moment of that? You said it was a great show. So you probably have tons of moments that you, yeah, that was your favorite. What were some of yours?
2: Well, they gave us everything we wanted from top to bottom, but for me personally, it was, it was Kofi Kingston, oh, yeah. uh, Winning the WWE Championship, a title that has eluded many a man, uh, many a Hall of Famer, and Kofi Kingston comes in tonight after 11 years of grinding his way into a main event position, and he delivers. And and what a hell of a match those two put together tonight to actually not only you know give the fans an incredible match, but to back up this championship victory from Kofi Kingston great incredible match
1: what did you think of the build-up like at what point did you think you know in the last couple weeks on smackdown was man i think not only is this match going to happen i really think kofi has a good chance of of winning like did you think it was going to possible was going to be possible or did you think they were just going to be another screw job finish where they cheat kofi out of the win
2: well to tell you the truth george uh they they really made me feel like you know there was no chance for kofi tonight Uh um I, I thought it was going to be another loss for Kofi, another disappointment, especially after we saw some awesome um, heroes of ours win at the beginning of the show. Yeah, uh, You know, we saw some title changes early. I thought Kofi had no shot. So for him to walk out with the title was a big statement from WWE on where they are right now and how they feel about him. And boy, did he earn it. And he certainly earned it in the 30 minutes that he and Bryan, uh wrestled in that ring. That was absolutely an incredible match to deliver uh, on a main event in my opinion now
1: what, what do you think is next for kofi a lot of people are, are on the internet god forbid you know the internet's always right uh that they want to see like a new day heel turn or something do you think it's just it's right or do you think you know what these guys are so good these should be the exception to like well not every stable or team needs to disband like these are the one exception to the rule do you think that's going to end up happening or do you think that should never happen
2: To me, the fans should probably just pop some champagne and celebrate this historic victory from Kofi Kingston. Not only for himself, but for a culture that he represents, Um, and and not only uh, you know African American culture, but wrestling culture. A guy who grew up a wrestling fan and wanted to be nothing but a wrestler, and came in and did a lot of different sort of gimmicky things over the years, and ends up with the crown, the WWE Championship. I think the fans shouldn't worry too much about. The heel turns, or mm-hmm. what may happen with the new day. One of the most charismatic groups, one of the best babyface things WWE has going right now. I think what they should do is just fall back a bit mm-hmm. and celebrate this huge win, uh, a historic win from Kofi Kingston.
3: So we talked about Kofi Kingston, which you said that is probably your favorite, you know, night of of the night, favorite moment of the night. What did you thought about the the whip triple threat for the women?
2: Well, first of all, the women delivered. I mean, mm-hmm. talk about a physical. Difficult, um, well thought-out match from all three women in the main event. Um, I didn't think Becky was going to win. It was another another time for me where I thought, you know, we've had so many of our of, of the guys we wanted to see, you know, win. A lot of title changes happened throughout the night. I thought Becky was going to be the one that di- that didn't get it, and she uh, she did. And it was a great match. It, it, you know, it was absolutely fantastic to see them abs- to, to deliver really in the, in a position where they were asked to. And, uh, yeah, really a great match.
3: So you are pretty much the voice of SoCal Wrestling when it comes to ring announcing. And you've announced a lot of women, especially in the SoCal area. What does it mean to you, the fact that, you know, with the four of the women going for the tag team uh, championships. What did you thought about that match right there, especially two titles going on the line, especially when, you know, the women in SoCal scene, they do, you know, hold multiple t- championships.
2: You know what? It's it, it really interesting, the dichotomy that's presented over the weekend. If you, if you think about last night, one of my favorite speeches in the Hall of Fame uh,
1: ceremony was Tori Williams. Dude, me and too. How- I 100% agree.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was just so raw and honest and real and confident and powerful in her speech. Um, she, she was very, you know, real when it came to discussing what re- women's wrestling has you know, started from and how it's changed over the years and how we've gotten to this place. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, the women going on last was incredible. And Tori and seeing sort of the difference in, 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 in the week and the passing of the torch from Saturday to Sunday night was a special thing.
1: Awesome. Uh, We're going to wrap you up in a little bit. Uh, Thank you very much for calling, Chris. But one more thing. Have you seen the clip of MVP and Shad reacting to Kofi's victory? And did you cry or get teary eyed when Kofi won? Because I know I did. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, my house absolutely erupted. I decided to host a little uh, event over here. We had about 15 or 20 people join us for WrestleMania. It's always an awesome time to, to host the parties, I'm sure. Many people can relate to you know having people over for the biggest wrestling event of the year uh-huh. um, and, and to uh, to watch that happen I, I was really emotional I was more excited than I was uh, emotionally sad uh-huh. I I was just jumping up and down excited for for what that was and you know I did retweet on Twitter at Action Cole I, I tweeted the uh, the the Shad Gaspard moment I mean what a beautiful moment from him and Hassan to to share uh, as they watched an African American WWE champion uh, hold that championship up and. I mean, it really is. It's a historic night. I mean, you, you can never say again that that isn't the case, and that we haven't had a black champion. And Kofi Kingston, um, he he not only held the championship up, but he did it with an, a kick-ass match. I mean, yeah. what an incredible match those two had tonight.
1: Now we obviously plug you on Twitter, X T I A N Cole. Uh, I know we have PCW yeah. Ultra, which I will see you in June. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else coming up for you?
2: No, just uh, PWG. I've been working with Impact Wrestling. And uh, I've missed you guys over there at, at After Buzz. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you, um, George, for having me on and, and, and Anissa. Course. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back inside and watch this show again. I really am. <laughs> I don't have to work in the morning. So right, I'm going to go check out this show for a second
1: time. <laughs> cool. Thank All you. Right. Thank you so much for everything, Christian Cole.
3: Thank sure. you. We'll see right you on, soon. Right on,
1: guys. Cheers. All right. Take care, buddy. So just to kind of go off his sentiments, like 100% everything about Kofi Kingston. And I know I don't want to get too much into maybe like an underlying issue because I don't want to, you know, make up something that maybe isn't really there. But when he says like people like us, like I don't look at it as a black or white thing. Like I look at it as guys like Kofi Kingston, who's been busting his ass for 11 years. Maybe they saw him as like, and I don't want to sound cliche, but like, like he he really was a B-plus player, you know? With, with Daniel Bryan, I think it's a little bit different because we all knew that like... He was the best. You know what I mean? Like, somebody like him. But I feel like they saw Kofi as somebody who, oh, yeah, he's a good hand, you know? But, like, really, like, we didn't... I I, I like that the fans really got behind him because it's like, wow, I didn't know I loved Kofi this Mm -hmm. much. I think it's because,
3: you know, when, you know, Xavier Woods uh, said this in an interview that pretty much he told Vince, hey... Let me put something together. If mm-hmm. it doesn't work, then you could fire me. Yeah. and he—that's what he did. He put, you know, Biggie and, and Kofi Kingston because at the time they didn't know what to do with those two. And you really have to applaud Xavier Woods the fact that he, you know, put the new day together. Mm-hmm. How far they come, and not only that, if this wouldn't happen, we wouldn't know what would Kofi Kingston's status at the WWE mm-hmm. would be, and the fact that Kofi Kingston is our new WWE champion. It brings so much emotion to everyone.
1: I don't want to discredit the World Heavyweight Championship because, uh, you know, Booker T, Mark Henry, um, even, like, Ron Simmons. Right. But, like, WWE Championship, that's the lineage, you know? Exactly.
3: So... I was saying this to somebody, you know, when I said this person, you know, Kofi Kingston is the first African-American WWE championship. You want to say, okay, seriously, I'm tired of people saying, oh, The Rock got it or Roman Reigns. First of all. No, I'm going
1: to never say Roman. I'm talking about The Rock.
3: Okay, the, no, I'm sorry, but Roman. I mean, The Rock is half black, half Simone. But I mean, like, but but, but nobody t- us,
1: nobody here is here to sit there and say somebody's not African American because his dad is completely African American. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't want to like sit there and like generalize, like, oh, well, he's not this. Let's
3: be honest. The Rock is more about his Simone heritage and his black heritage. I said
1: it i mean i don't there know <laughs> i mean again i, I think nobody <laughs> can make that assumption except for the rock himself right okay. you know what i mean You're right. that, that's my point point. And, and i think again to me it's more about a black or white thing i mean he right. i think that he is the 51st wwe champion in the history of the wwe
3: right and despite what anybody else thinks kofi kingston as a professional wrestler as a performer of the wwe this guy is entertaining mm-hmm. and can put on a damn show mm-hmm. and at the end of the day he's our WWE championship um champion and hopefully you know we see him rise up even more and you know who's the next person he's going to be facing at the next pay per view? What's going to happen on SmackDown? I'd, I'd, Very l- excited. I'd to see. love to see
1: him. There's so many possibilities. Daniel Bryan rematch, Randy Orton. You know AJ Styles, which I think would be a phenomenal match just oh, to see for you know, sure. him and AJ. Would mm-hmm. would kill it. But yeah, I, I, top and down. I, this was probably one of my favorite uh, moments in all of Mania. Just definitely, like, I did get a little. Emotional. I
3: did, yeah, I did get a little emotional, just like I got emotional when Naomi won the SmackDown Women's Championship. But, um, you know, happy for Kofi.
1: Yeah, but speaking of another championship, the Universal Championship. Now, it's it's easy for me to say in hindsight, I knew this was going to happen. But once I saw that this was going to open the mat, oh, this was going to open the show. I was like, we're going to get everything that, that we want. Because w- for me, it's everybody wanted Becky to win. Everybody wanted Seth to win. Everybody wanted Kofi to win. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a five and a half hour show. You're not going to put all that in a matter of two, three hours. Right. So what are you going to do? You're going to spread them out as much as you can. You're going to open the show with that. Mm-hmm. You're going to make people forget about that. You're going to put it in the middle of the show with what you want. And then you're going to end the show. Not to say that like I didn't I didn't watch with... With you know, with clo or whatever, like I, 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 still like I didn't think like, oh my god, this 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 show sucks because I already know what's going to happen because of the format. It just that it made sense to me once I saw that I was going to open the show. Now I know a lot of people are going to sit there and say, oh, well, Brock is really upset because he's not the main event. Brock is really upset because you know he's he's he he, he he they made him lose the belt. You know, I I think they like to work the fans when it comes to Brock, especially with the whole throwing the universal champion to championship to to events you know but that's just me personally Again, i can, you, you can ask anybody i was watching i was like they, they're spreading it out as much as they can
3: <laughs> right i mean i was shocked at the fact that they were putting that as a no, no, me too absolutely. I, like,
1: absolutely I i know i read something on the internet <laughs> but that like ag and orton was going to open the show mm-hmm. so i thought that was going to be the first match and it coincidentally was the second match but again once i saw it i'm like there's no way that brock brock wins right now they have mm-hmm. to, like, spread out everything that everybody wants. Because, again, you can't just put them back to back to back. Right. You know what I mean? From, like, a production standpoint, like, why would you do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, what did you think of the match? I know it was kind of like... and By the way, I did say it was going to be a quick match. Uh, <laughs> but what did you think? Like, I mean, obviously, we're all fans, so we all ruined for Seth. You know what I mean? Nobody yeah. wants to see Brock Lesnar. And especially after the comments that Rollins has made in the last, uh, right. you know, a couple weeks or so about yeah. Brock being selfish and bad for the business, like... Where you like finally you know finally brock isn't the champion? Yeah,
3: I, what you mean Seth. Um yeah, I was happy for Seth because now we get to see the title um more. <laughs> and we get to see the title pretty much being on pay-per-view shows mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, every single pay-per-view show. But I also think you know, you know like you, the internet is saying, you know who knows if it's true or not. Um Brock, you know, maybe the reason why Brock Lesnar dropped the title is because he's going to be training for his UFC fight that's yeah. happening in August, yeah. and that takes, you know, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you know, it, you know, I'm, g- I'm always going to be a fan of Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to root for him in the UFC. You mm-hmm. know, you know, I'll root for him here and there in WWE, and that's the beauty about pro wrestling. You know, you love, you know, the hills at one point, and then you hate that, you know, you hate them in the second point, but. Overall, this match, I think they rung the bell too long. Like they, like them trying to ring the bell, like that. That was just, like, come on, hurry up and do it. Mm-hmm. Because we, I was confused. A lot of people were confused. It's like, did they already to ring the bell? Did they not? And right then and there, when you know they should have just done it right away. Hey, ring the bell and then get the match going. Um, I, I enjoyed the match. I, you know. It shows how much Brock Lesnar can actually kick anybody's ass and um, pretty much doesn't really care.
1: You d- Okay, so you said you, so you, you enjoyed the match. Yeah. I have a friend, Sean, that said the match sucked. Now, maybe, w- w- was that your expectation for the match? Because you hear Seth Rollins WrestleMania, you, you automatically think maybe he's going to steal the show.
3: Well, maybe because I like violence when it comes yeah, yeah. to, you know, wrestling. So, I like... I mean I don't want them to be a fi- you know injured and be no, gone course. for 6 months but I like to see you know a little intensity in the match you know throw them outside of the ring mm-hmm. you know maybe do something I enjoy those type of matches because it makes me believe and feel in that match
1: mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a little torn about this match, to be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, are you sad
3: the fact that Seth Rollins I thought is, is a champion? Be, no,
1: no, not at all. I'm, I'm ecstatic uh, okay. that I just thought the match itself was going to be a little bit more exciting with well, Bob Rock Laser, I'm not, not a fan, but his matches are all the same. You right. beat him up, suplex, suplex, especially with the way they kind of built it when the match first was announced, where, and they even said it on TV against bigger guys you tend to be the same formulaic. But when you, when you face smaller guys like Finn Balor, like Daniel Bryan, those matches are, I mean, realistically, those matches are a lot more exciting. And they even kind of said it on, on TV where, like, you know, you, you tend to, it, they tend to be a lot closer when it's a smaller guy. So I'm mm-hmm. like, cool, we're going to see a match that's going to be on the level of a Daniel Bryan, of a Finn Balor. We didn't see that.
3: So, so with this match, um... I honestly thought at one point when he was when Seth was giving him a curve stomp, he was gonna jump up just like the Randy Orton. And oh, we'll spot, catch him but and catch him five? and mm-hmm. that would have been
1: badass. That would have been badass. But I guess we, we didn't see that
3: exactly. You know? you know, you know, There's a lot of spots that people with Russell with this uh, pay per view should have t- you know taken those spots. You mm-hmm. know, spots. But overall, um, I'm happy that Seth is the Universal Champion because we now get to see. What's next for you know Seth Rollins? I mean, is you know we all know supposedly Dean Ambrose is might be leaving, but does this mean that maybe he's not leaving and was like, hey, I want to go for that title because you know Dean Ambrose has only been a WWE Championship, but he hasn't been the Universal Champion.
1: I think he's gone. I Sorry, I know you're a big. fan No, of Dean I no.
3: I mean, I I I hope he is, and um, you know, uh. Oh, I'm going to get a little emotional. Um, Dean Ambrose is pretty much, I've been watching him since 2009. Uh-huh. And that guy pretty much saved my life when it comes to personal reasons. And I have his indie name tattooed on me. So I want to thank Marie for letting, you know, telling him when mm. she met him at Access. And if Dean decides to leave WWE, I hope he... Either takes a break for a few months with Mm -hmm. wrestling and heals his body up and maybe come back or hell, go back to doing what you love. And and that's death matches Mm -hmm. and, you know, go to CCW, you know. So I don't know. We'll see what's next. And tomorrow, anything's possible. Anything
1: is possible. Maybe we might see like a farewell match between them, you know. But because speaking of farewell matches, we had Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. Uh, this was kind of, I don't want to say controversial, but a lot of people didn't think this was going to happen. But guess what? It happened. I won $5 from, from a friend. Because <laughs> I, I thought this match was going to happen. Um, obviously, Cena didn't happen, which we already talked about. Uh, no taker. No no taker at all for no. the first time since WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. No taker sighting at all. Uh, well, I, heard, I
3: mean, on social media, he was sighting, yeah, like, but he wasn't on who WrestleMania. Who cares
1: what we didn't see on, on, on WrestleMania. But... <laughs> I mean, I didn't think the match was bad. No,
3: I, didn't. I really didn't. You know, you got to give props to Kurt Angle for doing that moonsault. Oh, man. You know?
1: And I, I, I think because of that, that was so, like, poetic. Mm-hmm. Because we, we, we always remember Kurt Angle. I think he hit the moonsault, like, one time and he broke Bob Hawley's arm one time. <laughs> but, like, he always usually missed on that, especially the big cage, you know, moonsault where he missed. But right. he usually missed that moonsault. So that kind of, like, you know, that was kind of his downfall. But, again, I didn't dislike this match. I didn't think it was, like, obviously best match because I, I think that was Kofi Bryan. But I didn't think this match was bad. No. I think, I think it was great. I think the right person won. I think I, – I, I didn't think it was bad at all. And I think if – and I was asking a friend because I was, I was at a party and we were, like, talking, like, oh, I don't like what they did with Corbin. I'm trying to explain to him, like, do you miss back in the day – When there were clear cut baby faces and clear cut heels where you'd boo the heel, you know, because they would do nothing, you know, nothing good. You're like, yeah, I miss those days. Introduce me to introduce you to to Baron Corbin because that's what essentially a heel is like the the fact that you don't want him to be cool, you don't want him to be funny, you don't want him to have cool moves because guess what? He's not trying to be cheered. So, again, the fact that Baron Corbin got the reaction that he did leading up to the match, I think. You know, that's a heel.
3: Do you think this was the right opponent for Kurt no, Angle? No,
1: no. No. But again, I think with Kurt Angle on his way out, and especially if this is really is his last match, <laughs> uh, like, who are you going to put over? Are you, are you going to put over a guy that doesn't need to get put over? Or are you going to put over a guy that pretty much is going to benefit from this match? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's good it's easy to talk like a fan. But guess what? You know, business still goes on. You, you know what I mean? So I think this is the right finish. I think this is the right call in hindsight. Obviously, we we're all like, really? Like, Corbin is going to be the last match? But, again, now that we think about it, I think it makes perfect sense. Okay. What do you think, What do you think?
3: Well, <laughs> I, I think this was a solid match. To me, I didn't – at first, I didn't think Corbin was the perfect person because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay – Corbin is like instant boost, all around. And <laughs> but I think that's a heel. You know, but you right. But you know, when I after this match, I really thought, okay, this was a good opponent for Kurt Angle mm-hmm. because Corbin is not. How do I say it in the nicest way? Corbin is not. Like a Seth Rollins or one of the 205 guys, like very fast. And he's not trying to be. And and that's fine. So I think that's why they put him with Baron Corbin, because Kurt Angle is in a stage where we all know he can't go any longer. And even though, you know, you have to also think... The McMahon family for letting him, you know, have his special moment. The fact that he came out in his, you know, jacket from back in the day from Tim like, Angle, yeah,
1: I thought it that was, was cool. I,
3: you know, and the medals and it was, you know, I mean, maybe another perfect moment was if he would have had Shelton Benjamin, you know, walk him down the aisle with him. So overall, I enjoyed this match. I thought this was a really good way for him to go out. But then again every single wrestler don't technically doesn't retire. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. And we'll see what's next for Baron Corbin. I, I and think her
1: angle's done. You think so? I think he's done.
3: Well, I mean, we'll see what happens with uh, Baron Corbin and what's the next step for him.
1: I, uh, first off, I thought the show was phenomenal. Uh, my only, my only like little tiny thing. Uh, and again, this just goes back to just maybe I, I, I'm so interested in putting together a show. Mm-hmm. Like I love that aspect of it. Um, but you had Kurt Angle's farewell, uh, being next to, uh, Triple H's match, which was like, oh, if he loses, he's done. But then you had, uh, his match being like a no holds barred match, but then you had a false count anywhere match with Miz and Shane, which essentially is like, they're kind of the same match, except that one of them, you can do pinfalls anywhere. Um, so that was my only thing. I was like, there's a kind of like a lot of similarities in, in some of these segments. Uh, but we can talk about Triple H versus Batista, where if Triple H lost, you know, obviously he would have retired. Mm-hmm. Now, this there's a good chance that this might be Batista's last match. Right. You, you know, like, yeah, I don't yeah. see him doing much uh, else out there from what I heard that, from what I hear. Uh, and he, he's on Lillian Garcia's Chasing Glory podcast Where tomorrow where, um, like, I think he was just looking for closure. And I think he might have gotten it gotten it now. Which, I mean, it, the build up to me was whatever. Because I never got the sense. Now, maybe you can explain it to me. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to hear what you think. Why was Batista so obsessed with a match with Triple H? Here to beat Triple H at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to beat him again? Well, what did you think of the storyline?
3: You know, it's no question about that these two guys have history.
1: Yeah, yeah. No doubt about but it. But like, but like why is Batista chasing Triple H? Here to beat him for the belt. He beat him like three straight pay-per-views in 2005. Oh, that's true so that that, that was my only oh, thing that's true, I, I, I I I knew that the match was gonna be fine like I mean it wasn't bad like it it kind of dragged. it was actually the longest match of the night to be do honest you with think
3: you. this was to help Batista boost up his um Hollywood like movies and stuff like that or or do you think it's because Batista wanted to enjoy the glory moment of uh, of being a wrestler
1: I think I think we, I mean, I've, I've heard interviews with him recently and he always say, and we all, we hear the Roxy all the time. There's nothing compared to being in that crowd. There's no, oh, no, like in more instant gratification than being in front of a of crowd, especially that size of WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Um, and I know Batista, especially with the way he kind of left the previous two times with like the first time just saying, I quit. And the second time just kind of doing the wave goodbye. Like, I don't know. I just feel like he, he didn't want that to be the ending. You know, and I know he's been saying for years, like, if I'm going to have one more match, one more program, it's going to be with Hunter. Now, like, I, I get it. I get the real reason why he wants to have that last match with with Triple H, because obviously they're really, really close. I would have liked to see him against Brock or maybe even Bobby Lashley. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, like, I just didn't want to see, and, and this is one of my pet peeves about Brock as well, um, where it's like, I don't want to see somebody come back to face the same people. Like, Brock's first match back was with John Cena. A couple months later, he was facing, like, the big show. Like, we saw that in his first run. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see the same thing. So and then like, we
3: see, like, Zach Gowen show up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I didn't want to see, like, the same stuff. So, it's like, when I saw Batista's coming back with, to face Triple H, like, I mean, I knew it was going to be good. Like, I'm not saying it was going to be bad, but it just, we saw it. At I didn't
3: like the storyline. Of, of, of i this. thought it started I th- great this, it started great it did but it was like give me what i want like bro you forgot your lines because you kept <laughs> yeah, repeating think, and repeating think, that think, yeah. and, and which is fine because that happens in wrestling all the time you know so, you know so um for me with this match i i enjoyed a little bit you know the spot where he pulled out his nose ring and i'm like yeah. does that come really you're gonna i thought the crying. booking of the
1: match was weird in the beginning like, like, but he, Hunter was more heel-like as opposed to Batista being, like, the victim. Yeah. I thought it was weird.
3: Yeah. I think it's because he... I think because Triple H is so close to Ric Flair, he had, you know, he was like, yo, like, that... Ric Flair is, it's like, probably a father figure to him, mm-hmm. even though his father's still alive. Mm-hmm. You know, they have that special bond. So maybe he wanted to hurt him so bad and feel the pain that he felt when he saw Ric Flair being dragged down yeah. um, backstage at Raw. And there was a lot of good spots um, of this match. I enjoyed. Um, first of all, Batista does not know how to take a pedigree anymore. <laughs> um, I was no homeboy. Don't. I think it's time for Batista to just end his. Yeah, run. I think. I th- honestly, um, I, I think
1: he's done. Knowing what I know, I, I think he's done. I think. I think he's completely fine with his last match being. We're
3: Triple now H. getting to the point where some of these wrestlers that came that started in the early two thousands there, you know, some of them can't keep up and there's some of them that can't anymore. And, you know, a lot of people may agree with me or not agree, but I think Batista just can't do it no more. And I'm very, I'm still happy for him. He's still, you know, doing movie roles, mm-hmm. you know, doing the Marvel movies um, and becoming very successful mm-hmm. in this entertainment of, of Hollywood. So I'm very happy for his success, but you know, at the same time, like Like, you know, wrestling, you know, is there, but your time is done.
1: I'm always curious about some of these wrestlers, and even us as fans, where what do we want to see with closure? I I think of Bret Hart as, like, the perfect example, as in, like, after 97, he obviously retired from WCW and just retired (laughs) wrestling because of every stroke, everything happened, you know? But no matter, even though we knew he wasn't going to wrestle, we were all like, man, I want to see him come back to WWE. Why? You know what I mean? (laughs) So he comes back, he does the DVD, Great. Oh, we want more. Oh, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Or No, no. We want to see him back in the ring, right. you know, even even if it's like a promo. Cool. He does the Hall of Fame in 2006. Oh, no. We want to see him back in the, like, in the middle of the ring, you know? And it wasn't until, like, he came back in June, I think it was January 4th or 3rd or whatever, 2010, where it's like, all right, cool. Now we finally got to see Brett back in the ring. I know he's not going to wrestle. he had a couple matches, which is kind of like a throwaway, but it's like, cool. Now we got our closure. Like... I don't know. I think as as fans, as a wrestler, like, and it's still weird, but it's like, I think as as for me, knowing Batista, I mean, I know not personally, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, I think this is exactly what he wanted. Not to be, not to quote his promo, like he got what he wanted. He, he, I think it bothered him for a while. Now it's like, I got my match with Hunter. I got to go out at WrestleMania. Cool. I'm good.
0: You know, now I can dedicate my time to, for Hollywood.
3: Right. Well, good luck to Batista.
0: Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all this content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. Today, Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet is one of those sponsors. Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet is a comedy podcast featuring brother and sister duo Alex and Christine as they recap dramatic readings of one-star reviews written by real people with not-so-real problems. Whether it's a bar's no-throw-up policy or a barista who's just too friendly or maybe a school psychologist's fashion sense, reviewers complain about everything. Prepare for equal amounts of laughter and eye-rolling. Each week, Alex and Christine cover topics ranging from strip clubs in Vegas, ghost tours in New Orleans, or DMVs in Phoenix. They nobly delve into the cesspools of Yelp, TripAdvisor, and other review sites to find you the best of the worst. Listen to Beach Too Sandy, Water 2 Wet on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcasting apps. You can also find them on all social media platforms at Beach 2 Sandy.
1: So, yeah, again, we, we mentioned the false count anywhere. Now you had the No Holds Barred featuring a McMahon, mm-hmm. which was, you know, kind of, real. again, I thought it was kind of weird that, like, both McMahons at Russell, obviously Hunter and, and then Shane, well, kind Hunter's of in the not same mess. <laughs> he really a, is. He's a Helmsman. But he really is a McMahon <laughs> if you really think about it, uh, especially with the way that things are going about him taking over the company, which I'm, which I'm fine with, by the way, considering how perfect of a show NXT TakeOver was. But oh, you yeah, had yeah. Shane McMahon and The Miz, which was a false count anywhere match now. Now, this one went all over the place. I mean, Shane has kind of been known to kind of steal the show at Mania. Were you satisfied with what we saw from Shane McMahon?
3: Hell, yeah. I mean, I I do the um, after show for Ms. and Mrs. here, uh-huh. and we're now continuing the first season. We took a hiatus. We're now back. Um, and I love the Ms. Not saying because I do the show, but I've been a fan of The Miz for about a few years now. And when I say a few years, because when he first came into this business, I was annoyed by this <laughs> kid. I was like, oh, my God, go away. And a lot of people doubted him and say, hey, you know, you're just a kid that's going to be here for maybe a year or two, max maybe three. But
1: then you saw but him die hard of a you fan. You die hard of yeah, a fan. He loves it. How
3: passionate he is. Yeah. And... I like the fact that you know he has evolved and changed a lot of things about him. He is so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Very He's very likable. Like he'll I mean that's how great of a
1: fa- heel he was Exactly. Like, cuz he's so likable that like he, he's so great as a heel but now it's like I think we're kind of seeing and a little bit more of And he knows how
3: to talk. Yeah. And that's one thing that I love about The Miz is, is that he knows how to talk, good or bad. But with this match, though, I I was a little shocked that they brought his father in yeah. <laughs> to this, into this. And I, I was just a little nervous for him because, you know, he is not a wrestler, obviously. And I know sometimes they do bring family into the storyline. But... You know, hey, shout out to the you know Mrs. Dad for taking that. His punch. name is
1: George, by the way.
3: George, sorry, George Mizanin, George, George Mizanin, or um. So, shout out to him, and you know, give him props for doing that. I thought them going into the crowd it was just very different because we usually don't see wrestlers go mm-hmm. in the crowd, especially at WrestleMania. It's not common. I enjoyed every single moment of this match, mm-hmm. and um, shout out to pretty much Shane for taking <laughs> the. The bumps, you know, where mm. he punched him and then he, jo- you know, dropped um, on the golf cart, uh, and then went on the crazy. floor. That was a
1: crazy bump. Yeah. The bump from Rhonda earlier too was crazy.
3: Well, she's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, overall, I love this match. I love the Miz. Uh, let, I want to know what else is next for you know this storyline. Is it still going to continue, or is this just is what it is?
1: I mean, I, I'm I'm a big fan of the Miz. Did you go to SmackDown? after after Survivor Series. Yeah. Miz got, like, the biggest babyface pop of the night. Oh, yeah. Like, after the show when it was Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Right, yeah, like, yeah. Like, The Miz was like, I'm like, dude, like, they're it's totally going to, they can totally do something as a babyface with The Miz. Oh, yeah. Like, I think he's WWE Championship material. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon with, you know, The Miz. I think he's a babyface now and Kofi Kingston. But I think at some point, I want to really see him as, as a world champion again.
3: So do I. And especially, um, I would like to see him as a babyface face as a champion
1: mm-hmm. I, I, again, maybe, I think you know, he's a very likable guy i think i love Miz and mrs like i think even before like I, you say you're a fan like from like, a couple years i've always loved the ms yeah he was a little annoying in the beginning mm-hmm. but like his promos is just what like an 09 th- those are what like captured me like mm-hmm. he, he would add these killer promos against like mvp right right i thought I thought he was amazing um but a match that i personally was looking forward to and i'll have a little bit to say about this the Women's Tag Team Championship match. You had, okay. God, yeah, a lot of people. Iconics, uh, Divas of Doom, even though I don't think you're allowed to say Divas anymore, Beth Phoenix and Natty, uh, Nia Jax and Tamina, and obviously the champions, Bailey and Sasha. Uh, first off, when you first heard this match announced, were you satisfied with what this match was going to be? Because I remember back in the day, I thought it was going to be Bailey and Sasha against uh, Trish and Lita. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Then I heard there was going to be a match with like one team from each brand. Love that too, just because I thought it was gonna be like Kyrie and Ero Shirai. Mm-hmm. Um and honestly I will still go on record and say it might might not happen, but I still wanna see the Bellas have a tag team title run. Um, but what do you th- what did you think of the match and like do you think that it was the right teams for this match?
3: I'm so happy the iconics won. Um I I listened to their story on the Lee and Garcia's podcast and they've been doing this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't think that you know think that or know that but they've been a tag team when they first started you know training and um you know i liked their outfits especially you know Peyton Royce she very you know paid homage to Eddie Guerrero mm-hmm. cuz that's her favorite wrestler and i really believe that cuz these two women let's face it these are two women are pretty much tag team ever since we saw them in NXT they were always together,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and um, they got
1: signed together. They got exactly,
3: yeah. you know, and these two women really deserve this. These titles because now other, you know, best friends can look up to these women and be like, hey, if me and my best friend like professional wrestling and we grew up together watching it, we can be like these women as well. I thought. You know, Beth Phoenix was phenomenal. You know, she did an amazing job. I really enjoyed the fact that Brett, you know, did come out. And, you know, that was very, very special. Yeah. I like the, you know, matching outfits. You know, Sasha and Bailey are Sasha and Bailey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're always going to be the first WWE mm-hmm. tag team. Because, you know, WWE had women's tag team back in the day. But let's just say, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm surprised that Nia wasn't involved as as a lot as I expected her to mm-hmm. be in this match. She, uh, but you know, she looked amazing and beautiful and pretty much badass. But you have to give props to her; she did what she needed to do during that match. And this really shows that women are now taking over in WWE.
1: The chat room, not really a big fan of my Bella Twins comment, but and I, and then might not be a fan of what I'm about to say. Is like. Uh. Iconics, I, I from an in ring standpoint, I think they still need a lot of work. I think they they are a little step behind. As an act itself, I absolutely love it. Like I, again, I know their story. I, I've heard them on the podcast. i follow them. <laughs> George, read it. Yeah, I do read the comments. Um, I you know I follow them. You know I, I love their journey. Uh, it, I, I, it goes back to like their their match at Super Showdown in front of australia which i'm sure was super hometown. emotional for yeah. them so seeing them and i tweeted it i'm like and i didn't say this to be funny yeah. i was like i really expected the iconics to cry like in their entrance because like i didn't think they were gonna win to be honest with you right. but I, I just because i know how much it means to them you know like they're not just some act that just kind of came in and was put on the pre-show um in a battle royal match mm-hmm. not to say there's anything wrong with that you know last year Paint royce was on a. uh battle royal mm-hmm. you know in, in the pre-show now this year like they're featured not only in the match but actually won and i'm a big fan of that of like when you know when people get legit emotional like you know sasha bailey like all those people where it's like it really means a lot to them like you hear a lot of like smart marks even like maybe some wrestlers be like oh belts are just props you know oh belts don't mean anything they're just they're they're given to you you know oh you, you know this and that like wrestling's fake or wrestling's you know just all script and like I'm not telling you're wrong, but like for you to say like, you know, that that might mean that to you. But don't speak for them. Because, Especially
3: if they're not in the business. And yeah. that's one thing that bothers me because... Like all these
1: people... You to, and I, I both I, I hate know. To, hate to cut you off, but like a, lot of pe- no. a lot of people say like, oh, Hall of Fame means nothing. It's not a real Hall of Fame. Tell that to guys that, that got inducted to the Hall of Fame because I'm sure it means a lot to them. Right. You know, so you, have, you are no person to speak about them, you know? So seeing the Iconics, like knowing how emotional it was for them to be the champions. Like these are like... The tag team champions, like, yes, we maybe saw a small incarnation of it in the late 80s. But, like, this one's here to stay now. You know, this one isn't going to go anywhere. This Mm -hmm. one's in no danger uh, of being vacated or defunct. You know, this is here to stay. And for the Iconics to be who they are, best friends, like, really, like, their journey is, like, all together. Like, man, like, to me, there's no better story for for the team than them. You know? They they didn't come in. Like, Revival are one of the best teams ever. Mm -hmm. But, like, they didn't come in. They didn't come in like as a team. They came in as singles, and they're like, "Oh, cool! I think we might fit as a team." No, no, no. The Iconics like their team. Like they I mean, they might go their separate ways in the future, but they know for a fact that this is theirs to say, regardless of how I feel about their in-ring abilities. Like they are just a phenomenal act. They deserve it. They, they are great. They, every, they deserve everything that that. One, one of my favorite moments of the night.
3: Well said, and I hope that you know. Back in the day, we saw TLC with. The Hardys, Christian, and Dudley Boys. Mm-hmm. I hope we get to see a women's TLC match. I know we saw
1: a women's TLC match for the singles, for the SmackDown right. Women's, but I agree. I, I think at some point we should see.
3: You know, because without a doubt, you know, if you want to compare these women to the 90s of tag team, they're similar, but also different, and it's not. And I don't mean about gender; I mean about the wrestling skills. So I hope we get to see, you know, more tag team matches um, like TLC, or you know, just a, a to basically a basic ladder match for the titles. Right,
1: and even with the iconics. like, and I say these things knowing that I know they're getting better every single week. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I love their promo. Anytime they talk, I, I don't know if it's just the accent, but just, like, their whole demeanor. Like, to me, I, 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 I am fully invested anytime they have a microphone, every time they have an interview, every, every time they have a promo. I love it every single time. Uh, but another fatal four-way match we saw on Mania was for the SmackDown men's tag team championships. Oscar, uh, Black Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev, uh, The Usos, and The Bar. Yes. Now, another four-way match kind of reminded me of wrestling at 20, where Mm -hmm. you had two you know four-way matches for the tag belts for for the raw and smackdown belts i know they weren't called that back then but yeah whatever. well um but we, we saw it <laughs> I, I i'm I'm sure i can speak for you automatically where okay we love seeing alistair black and ricochet make their wrestlemania debut yes you know obviously we both follow them on the indies me me more yes. so ricochet i wasn't really too familiar with tommy end on the indies but i did follow ricochet a lot
3: well neither did same with you you know i followed ricochet's career uh when you know he did PWG and by all means if you want to see Old School Ricochet I say go watch Old School Ricochet PWG versus Leo Rush they always those two guys always kill it Mm -hmm. but we you know follow you know you and I follow his career PWG and then Lucha Underground as you know so and then Alistair Black you know Alistair Black is just like I something about him I just love and You know, I wasn't super familiar with him when, um, you know, when he first came into NXT, but I did my research and I'm like, oh, okay, now Mm -hmm. I get it. And, you know, just watching his old matches a few weeks ago on PWG, this guy is just, you know, his in-ring skill is unbelievable. Uh, I could watch this guy every single day. And, you know... I love the fact that he's true to himself and I love everything about his entrance. You know, I wish I could have an entrance like that, you know, everything he believes in, whatever he believes. I totally, you know, enjoy and love and Zelina Vega, you're lucky. <laughs> you're a lucky woman. Cause you know, they're just, you know, a powerful mm-hmm. couple, but with Ricochet, I like the fact that these two are a tag team and, and, these guys don't need to wear the same, you know, clothes I'm or outfits. Big, I'm a
1: big stickler for that. I, I, but even they don't though, need to. I because know. they are just amazing. <laughs> I, I, I mentioned that earlier to know. a friend. I'm like, I hate when Because even, like, Nakamura and Rusev, they're not, re- like, a real team, I think. But they kind of I mean, they, the did, same, they, yeah, did, they match did match today. Yeah. But
3: um, um, overall, this – and, you know – I don't know. I just, I just loved Alex. I just love Alex Black. Yeah, he's like he's my amazing. favorite. And uh, Ricochet. Uh, Shout uh, out to Ricochet, you know, going. You know, doing those, frick, I don't know, 360, It was a lot of spinning in the air.
1: A nice little fact that I'm sure people have already realized, and this is something that might not ever, ever happen again. Ricochet and Alex are black in a matter of six days wrestled for the Raw tag team titles, the NXT tag team titles, and the SmackDown tag team titles. Yeah. Did you did you know that?
3: Now that you you said it, it yeah. it's processing like, oh, yeah, to my mind because yeah, I know crazy. yeah, he did the. I, I obviously covered the NXT show, so I did see that match.
1: And yeah, kudos to them. I mean, they pretty much they had like three of the, like the best matches over the last week. You know, obviously on Raw, SmackDown, and a and, Raw Mania and NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of which, what's next for each guy? Like, I mean, my prediction is Ricochet goes to Raw and Alistair goes to SmackDown. Do you think they're going to stay a team? And what did you think of the match as well?
3: I, I enjoyed the match. I thought the Usos did. You know, I'm very excited that Usos did retain the titles. Uh-huh. Uh, because I I think the reason why they won it, because they just signed <laughs> um, like a multi-million deal. But I try knows.
1: not to look into that too much, you know. Yeah, but I, I feel like with it pops like up the Usos, here and there. Once, once I saw that match was going to happen and not going to be in the pre-show, I'm like, the Usos have to win. Like, right. the fact that they were in the company for so long without... An, a, a mania match, a main card mania match, and they barely got it last year, and they got squashed by the bludgeons with the New Day. Like, they deserved to have that Definitely. mania moment. Like, they deserved to go over. They're one of the top three teams in the entire world. I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. Yes, the number one are the books. But I do think, like, the Usos are, like, up there, like, with the, with the Revival. Like, top three teams are, are those three. Right. And those guys need that moment because they deserve it. Right. You know, regardless of if they sign or not, like, they deserve it. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Like... They killed it every single time they're on TV.
3: And I did like uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's outfit. It was very, um, very stylish.
1: Dude, what do you think about Nakamura? Now, again, another another thing is like he won the Royal Rumble last year. He was mania against AJ Styles for the WWE Championship, and now he's one of eight men for the SmackDown uh, Tag Team Titles.
3: I think they just don't know what to do with him. I think that's why they just throw him in with Rusev. They
1: don't know what to do with him. They just because, have too many people on the roster.
3: Well, okay, let's face it. <laughs> how many freaking Japanese wrestlers do they have? And how Helpful, many... If that? Despite NXT. So just one? Two.
1: Who's Asuka. the other one? Oh, that you meant men. I was talking uh, about men. No. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But it's like, Shinsuke Nakamura... You got. They signed him because he was the top of the freaking mm-hmm. guy of New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. and within a few years of him being there, he's in a position where he's not even the top star anymore. And it, it, same thing with Asuka, you know. So. I I just hope that we get to see Shinsuke Nakamura back on top of you know SmackDown again and maybe going after the championship because Nakamura is so entertaining even though he's a heel.
1: Kofi versus Nakamura. Why not? I love it. I know. There's so many the, possibilities The, the
3: Japanese style versus American style.
1: There's so many possibilities with Kofi's <laughs> champion. I, I, I love it. Another guy that might... I think. And the, of, I guess
3: Lana's not salty anymore. The fact that they got... You know, Rusev is going... To, yeah, is that cannot WrestleMania?
1: Cannot stand Lana. <laughs> oh. Cannot stand Lana one bit. Uh, she don't bother uh, me. I, I swear to God, she bothers me so much. <laughs> uh, but I think a future contender for Kofi Kingston is a guy that he's got not a lot of history with, but there was something going on like 10 years ago. Randy Orton. Randy Orton versus AJ Styles... We we mentioned it earlier. Oh, I thought yes. this was going to open the show, but it turned out it was second. Uh, me personally, I was looking forward to this match the second most mm-hmm. after the Kofi match because mm-hmm. uh, okay. I think I, I'm a I'm, I don't care what anybody says. I love Randy Orton. I think he is so good and, and just like you know, as 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 a wrestler who's training, like I watch him all the time. I think he's so good, so crisp, so fluid. AJ okay. Styles, enough said. I liked the match a lot. I thought, I didn't think, oh man, it's just so hard because this mania was so good. Like there were so many possibilities about like what can be the best match of the night. These guys didn't disappoint in my opinion, but mm-hmm. like there was so much good that I feel like this match got lost in the shuffle amongst so many good things.
3: Do you think it's because maybe the way they were placed in?
1: No, I think it's because of Kofi. <laughs>
3: Okay. What do you think about the storyline? I loved it.
1: I loved the storyline. I thought it was just between two guys. And again, I I always say this all the time. I say this about all the time on almost every show that I'm on. Mm -hmm. I think what the woman's revolution needs is a match between two women at Mania, not for a title, no gimmicks, no playboy pillow fight, just two women who just want to see who's better. The men mm-hmm. have that all the time. Yes. Why can't the women have that? Okay. You know what I mean. So I feel like with the women, the only match we saw in Mania uh, with the women on the main card was the main event. You know, like where was I know the, I know both belts were on the line, but like, or and the women's match, but like they were both for championships. I want to see one on one, woman versus women. who's better? AJ and Orton got it. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I just, I just want to see that at some point. But I, I just I I liked the match. I, it was really good. I was invested. What did you think?
3: Uh, AJ Styles pretty much proved that the indie guys are here the indie guys are taking over and you know I hope with storyline that knocks some Randy Orton you know in the head like yo you know you guys had your time and it just made me so happy because I do like Randy Orton you know I like that guy since he debuted back in you know back in the day and I've always been a fan you know but when it comes to... I'm a soft side when it comes to indies. I really am because I see these guys' career in front of my eyes at event shows. And I see them where they come from. And, you know, AJ Styles has worked his ass off for so many years to make it to the WWE. Does it matter how he got there? He got there. And I think he pretty much proved the world that, hey, I'm freaking AJ Styles. I worked my ass off for more like more than 10 years to get here. And... I did it because I wasn't someone's. I wasn't related to anybody. I did it because I love this business, and I did it. And he got so much exposure in the indies when he freaking freaking came out. Everybody knew who he was. Of course, he was in TNA for a very long time, but still, after that, he went to New Japan Pro Wrestling, became part of one of the biggest factions over there, and still became relevant. And is relevant today. And I applaud for AJ for, you know, showing that, hey, the indie guys, you know, are here.
1: I'm, you mentioned, do you think if it was maybe on too early? Just because mm-hmm. previous paintings, we saw Brett Nowan open the show, steal the show. Mm-hmm. We saw Ray Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero at 21 steal the show it wasn't the best match of the show but it was like one of the top 2 against uh, with with angle and Sean. so i think the placement of the match has nothing to do with it because mm-hmm. if you want to be the best match on the card it doesn't matter what match placement you are you're going to be the best match of the card if you want to if you want to have it and just again there was so much good this tonight that like it's just hard because like Different stories, and like I'm so in, I was so invested in the Kofi story that like I just couldn't wait for that match, you know?
3: Right, and and for me, I was more invested into AJ and orton because you know because of the indie scene and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. But one thing that I I really would loved had you know would love to have seen was if AJ going on top of the rope and then you know doing. The um, forearm. The when well, he when he jumped on top of the rope over um, to get Randy Orton in the you know in the his move mm. he could have arcade-o him outside of the ring mm. if he, that spot mm. that would have been a dope that would have been really dope to see but you know overall these two guys did an amazing job. Um, really enjoyed, uh, Randy Orton's entrance, the, vi- you know, the viper on top yeah, and yeah. the snakes. Thought that was really cool. Fun fact, Randy Orton actually owned a python when he was in yeah, high school. Yeah. yeah. I, I was a very psycho big fan <laughs> when I was like 13.
1: Um, <laughs> and you mentioned age Cells being a teenage guy, another teenage guy, uh, man, <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to fly outside. Like, if you would have told me that. Ray and Samoa Joe would have had the worst match of the night at a WrestleMania. It was too quick. It was too quick. And I mean, again, it's just what they're given. I'm sure they're not. I'm sure when they put the match together, they're not like, let's have a one minute match. Do you you think
3: it's because of the things that we heard about Ray's ankle?
1: Maybe. Do you think that's why they they did it? That crossed my mind. You know, obviously we didn't really see him limping, but it's it's good to kind of mask it maybe like five like, six days I feel like I feel like it
3: was a waste of of uh, Rey
1: Mysterio's. Um, I feel like it was a waste of Samoa Joe all over. Like like if you would have thought like man like Samoa Joe was healthy two years ago, he wasn't on. I mean after after NXT, he was healthy two years ago. He wasn't on. He was on the show. He was healthy last year. He wasn't on the show. Now he's healthy and he has a one minute match like.
0: Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors. And today Spotify is one of our sponsors on Spotify. You can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now on Spotify. You can follow your favorite podcast. So you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline, wherever they are. And you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so, already be sure to download the spotify app and search for AfterBuzz tv on spotify or browse podcasts in the your library tab also make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz tv i don't know it's like to me that kind of, me of like reminiscent of daniel bryan
3: do you think they hyped up this storyline way too much
1: i think it was a wrong match to have first off i thought it should have been ray versus Andride in a hair versus mask match that just me i mean uh... but then again i get it Maybe I'm wrong about how they book Mania, but with, with Mania, if you have like twelve matches, right? Because we, I, I thought we should have saw Hardy versus Usos. Right. I thought we saw Ray Same. versus Ray versus Andrade. Um, if you have all these, we've
3: seen them wrestle so many times. Not
1: in a hair versus mask match.
3: And you come on, we know and who's going to
1: win that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and at Mania, like I don't know, I feel like it would have been even better than what we saw in SmackDown. But but again. This is maybe 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 their defense and where you have all these mania, mania type build-up matches, right? Mm-hmm. Hardy versus Usos belongs on Mania. Ray versus Android, in my opinion, belongs on Mania. So if you have like twelve matches that belong on Mania from a business standpoint, why would you put it all on Mania? You know, you know what I mean? Like Mania is gonna sell itself. Right. So why not put this mania this WrestleMania type match on like a backlash on a money in the bank? If people aren't gonna pay money to see that put It on another pay-per-view, so I don't know. Maybe that's what they're gonna do, so I'll, I'll give them. I won't, you know, be too upset about it, even though I think Huda Hardy Zoo showed Hardy Zoo says was totally for the bill. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'll I i I'll give them a pass. Still, by default, it has to be my least favorite match, the mm-hmm. the the uh Mysterio Samoa Joe, because we just we did see like one or two cool moves, mm-hmm. but obviously, we and a I waste think we've of an outfit. Yeah, that, that, (laughs) um, it kind of blends in, not blends in the match itself, but another guy with ages, never had history with, but you mentioned Bullet Club, Finn Balor, Demon Balor, Uh, against Bobby Lashley. Uh, I know you're a big Finn Balor fan, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, so.
3: Yeah, Prince Were
1: you one of those people that says, Wait. You're gonna be the demon against Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental Championship, but not the demon against Brock Lesnar for the Universal. Okay, Championship. so I got
3: in an argument with somebody who about this situation. Got in an argument with a drunk idiot. Well, I don't want to call him an idiot, but a, a drunk person. And you have to realize every time. So when we, well, when I used to see Finn Balor, Prince Devitt. In the New Japan Pro Wrestling, he was, you know, he did the face paint and all that fun stuff. When he came to WWE, I'm glad he kept that. And recently, you have to understand, the demon is an attraction, Mm -hmm. just like Brock Lesnar is. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand that if you have Finn Balor become the demon every time he's going for a championship... What super, you know, it doesn't really bring excitement to the build up. I agree. And for me, every time Finn is the demon, he wins the champ. You know, he wins, and he, obviously he wasn't going to win with Brock Lesnar, so mm-hmm. they probably don't didn't have him do that. Yeah. But you know, I, you know, Finn Balor, I, you know, just amazing at what he does. Of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope he's okay, you know, very, that spot was a very, was a spot. But, you know, for me, I enjoyed this match. Very happy Finn is the IC title, you know, champion. We'll see how, what goes. I hope this ends their storyline because, to be quite honest, I'm just pretty much over it. And um, we'll see what happens. And, you know, shout out to Bobby Lashley. He got, you know, some new eyes. (laughs) I'm
1: not going to lie. This was the match I was looking forward to the least or one of the least. What? I don't know. Just the buildup was like, I don't know. I just felt forced.
3: Because of the. uh, Everything. uh, Because of their storyline.
1: Everything. Like, I don't know. It just.
3: So do you think that they shouldn't have promoted the demon? They should have just had it out and just uh, have everyone be excited or do you I think, think
1: so i think they should have kept it a surprise again it's one of those thing. where like where like people are already about mania you know right like i don't think i don't think if you didn't promote the demon i think it would have got one less I'm like, oh my god now i'm gonna subscribe to the network because he's gonna come out as a demon like if that's the case like what like what there's so much other stuff that i wish was this match was to. a
3: little longer um you know just saying yeah but I mean, um, I, th- I thought it. I
1: thought it wasn't bad. Definitely a lot better than its SmackDown counterpart of of Ray versus Samoa Joe. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Raw, you had Roman Reigns versus Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, to me, this match was everything I expected it to be. I wasn't disappointed. I was. Bored. I wasn't like I wasn't bored, but I wasn't like, oh my god, oh. this this match <laughs> is exciting. I think. I think to me, uh, this was hard. Not. I don't want to say hard to predict because it's like you don't. You don't have Roman Reigns lose so soon, but he's not going to be undefeated just because he battled leukemia and won. You know, like, at some point he's going to have to lose. And I don't know, like, I I think it kind of sucks for Drew because he can ride such a high momentum where it's like... I mean, I I get why they had the match, but, like, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen Dean involved, to be honest with you.
3: Me too, but... John Moxley might be coming around. So you weren't weren't really excited with this match? I didn't really care for it, to be quite honest. Mm. I was just a little bored of it. I didn't even like the whole storyline of it. Um, I didn't like the fact that they had to put, you know, his cancer into the storyline. I mean, I get it for certain purposes, but I just wasn't really a fan of that, you know, of that. Because... For me, you know, as you know, I do have a heart condition. I had, multi, you know, multiple bone heart surgeries, and if you know, I had the opportunity to become a professional wrestler and do all that fun stuff, I wouldn't want that situation to be part, even though it's a part of me. I would, you know, just a little, it's a little weird. I don't know, but um, I wasn't really into the match as I thought it was going to be. But overall, I mean, happy for Roman, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Thank you, thank you. Uh, what did you think of Alexa Bliss as the host?
3: I thought she did great. I liked her outfits. Um, you know, she, she was very, you know, beautiful in all of those outfits. Mm-hmm. I really thought green was very her color. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a very uh, interesting that she didn't bring out more legends.
1: You
3: know. <laughs> you know, what did you think
1: of Hogan? It's okay, you can say it. This is the platform to say whatever is on your mind. I, d-
3: I don't care for Hogan because I didn't grow up in that era. I wasn't okay. even a thought of in the eighties, so I wasn't even born in the eighties. So I can't, I can't relate to Hulk Hogan. I can't relate to Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. I can't. I mean, I could only relate to the guys yeah, in the Attitude course. Era yeah. in the early two thousands. So. With Hogan, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people were very excited to see him. I was excited to see um, Nash and Razor Ramon. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was that was amazing. That I'm was like, yo, fun. that's that's. I used to watch you guys when I was a little, <laughs> a little kid.
1: It looks like we have another uh, old AfterBuzz alumni on the line. Another oh. wrestling fan. I know he's a big MMA guy, but this isn't an MMA after show. This is a WWE after show. <laughs> J Tan, are you on the line? George Hamos, J ten seven one six. You're me up way
4: past my bedtime here. Now you're gonna call me. Ooh.
1: You're on the West Coast, so you're fine. <laughs> How's everything? <laughs> everything is fine.
4: It's good to talk to you. Yeah. I am uh, watching with, I guess, it's kind of a staggered
1: feed here of the show. Let me just. Uh...
4: Close up my uh, iPad here and just uh, talk with you guys uh, straight shooting. How are you, my boy? So, of course. And it's funny because, like, on, lady it's funny me,
1: this is Anissa Barr. I don't know if you guys ever met, uh, but I know she was a fan of our UFC after show. But, uh, yes, uh, you no, know, it's funny. Like, we, we met because of MMA, but it wasn't until later I found out you were a big wrestling fan as well.
4: Yeah, I've grown up with it. It's really funny, interesting. Uh, li- listening to what Anissa was just talking about, having no. Uh, no connection to uh, to the Hulkster. Um, mm. I have my own issues with him, but that's that aside. Um,
3: I, I agree with what you're you know thinking. You and I are probably thinking the same <laughs> thought. I just don't want to say it out here because I don't want the comments nah, to burn
4: me. Fuck that
1: guy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me. I'm, I'm a guest, so I get to do that kind of thing. <laughs> you already got in trouble.
1: You already got in trouble one time here, which we won't get into. Uh-oh. But uh, yes. I I know that Two, me, three times. Well, that one time, or specifically about. DraftKings, but i know i know me <laughs> and you are always investing you remember that we me and you are always investing and yeah. in, in a friend of ours in Sonya deville now i'm gonna we're, we'll talk about the show in general overall but uh obviously she was a part yeah. of the, the wrestlemania women's battle royal we always follow her on smackdown with her storyline with mandy rose are you a little are you a little upset that she wasn't involved in that tag team match or maybe in something where it wasn't going to get lost in that battle royal
4: you know, actually, not really. Um, I, I think I was well, maybe so. I was disappointed that uh, they ended up in the in the battle royale, but uh, it was nice to see her uh, go as long as she did. Um, I, what was really going to bother me was that uh, uh, was the idea of her winning mm-hmm. and winning with her hair down. It's like, honey, <laughs> don't book, <laughs> don't have a catchphrase as great as as she's got. You know, put your hair up and square up, yeah. and then they book her to win with her hair down. It's like, oh man, talk about the uh, quintessential psychological uh, turn there. That's no good. Stick with your gimmick. But, uh, hey, I mean, the guys in the back call the shots, not her, right?
1: Yeah. And Anissa, what did you think about the Women's Battle Royal?
4: Hell,
3: I'm so excited we got to see Candice LeRae. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know, um, Candace LeRae is – has you know, the first time I ever saw Candice LeRae was uh, on – you know, at a, at a PWG mm-hmm. show through, like, a YouTube video. Yeah, and, you know, she was someone that paved the way and made intergender wrestling relevant, was the only woman in the SoCal wrestling that pretty much beat the crap out of res- uh, men mm-hmm. in the wrestling industry. And I'm – always going to be a Candice LeRae fan and I'm glad that she was able to be a part of the Battle Royal and um, she was there to shine you know I don't know Sonia Deville like you got you you two do know her mm-hmm. but um, if you're part of the Afterbus family and you go to WWE I'm always going to support you mm-hmm. because you also paved the way hmm. here for people like me to be part you know to host uh, wrestling shows so you know I hope we get to see Sonia Deville Maybe become the next women's champion and she's definitely going to be the next women's champion because she has the perfect storyline where the fact that she is, you know, gay and I hope we get to see that more of the light in WWE and to maybe, you know, if she's comfortable with maybe do a storyline with it, but Overall I like to see her versus. Oh, Mandy you know she's Rose. comfortable
4: with it. Yeah, yeah. but there's, I like to. Uh, yeah. There is no no holding back with that girl.
3: <laughs> but I hope we get to see her versus Mandy Rose one mm-hmm. on one someday.
1: I think so. I think there's a little bit of tension God, that I've was been building been up. Waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing. I keep, I keep encouraging her to
4: shoot on Mandy, and she just doesn't take <laughs> my advice.
1: Another thing that about Jay Tan that. Me and him had a lot in common aside from wrestling. Was like we both have a love for Saturday Night Live. Apparently, I didn't even know this until after you moved away. <laughs> uh, I forgot how we like you know mentioned it, but like, oh cool, you love SNL, I love SNL too. So that kind of leads into I like that-
3: Mad TV better.
1: What <laughs> you know? It's it's funny because well, like I was I wanted to
4: say earlier, listening to uh, to Anissa there, um, you know, I, I enjoyed WrestleMania uh, overall tonight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I I dig it, sometimes I don't. I'm I'm not. I'm not too hyped on on WWE in general overall, to be honest. But I still watch the uh, you know I'll, I'll make sure I know what's going on with Raw and SmackDown. Uh, I will not miss a Mania. It feels like it should be a uh, you know it's it's a day of observance mm-hmm. for wrestling fans. But uh, but here's the thing: um, it's it's interesting how generational it is, and over the evolution of it in 35 years, you know we've seen it. Uh, we've seen kind of the theme or the direction or tone of the show become many different things. And I think now um, it's, it's as much, you guys were having some great conversations on the show I've been watching and uh, it's as much for the people involved in the show as it is for the fans. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an experience of being there. That's a huge thing that wasn't, it, it couldn't be appreciated. Um, you know, in the first probably 10 years of it, you know, because it was just a huge wrestling show where, uh, people were in the, you know, big, uh, big paydays. Not that that's not the case now, but now WrestleMania is something to experience in, in your lifetime. And so it's fascinating that somebody like Anissa doesn't have uh, can't relate to a Hulk Hogan, but, uh, to her, you know, Nash and Hall, uh, you know, she's a pop for yeah. them. Um, you know, I was I, I got sick of them when they were Vinny Vega and um, <laughs> Big Scott Hall in the AWA. Yeah, so,
1: or the Diamond um, Stud. You
4: know, it's yeah, yeah. The Diamond Stud. You know, Oz. Um, it's going to change. WrestleMania is is always going to be uh, different in in tone. Um, even though, even if some things are very uh, straightforward, you know, in in terms of booking and. Um, you know, whether, you know, parody of, of how you handle the titles and who's getting the push, et cetera, et cetera, who's leaving the company. Um, it's, it's a product of emotion. And I thought there were some fantastic emotional moments on this show and, uh, you know, and it's, it's going to evolve. Continually, and it's going to change.
1: No, uh, um, uh, well, I did with,
4: based I, on the fans.
1: I did want to get your overall thoughts on the show in a second. But what did you think of the men's battle royal? Obviously, we had Michael Chan, Colin Jones, kind of be the focal point of the battle royal. Did you enjoy that kind yeah. of crossover with SNL and WWE at all? Um, I mean, I, I did kind
4: of call the spot of them once they ducked underneath. Figured they'd be there for a while, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, the, the finish with uh, Um You know what bothered me about the the, the one pet peeve I had with, with the battle royals in general. The men's one, you know, men, women's, I could give or take it. Um, actually, I, I did think, I've never been a Braun Strowman guy uh, mm-hmm. at all, but I thought he looked really good. They made him uh, uh, they made him out to be the monster that I've never really saw him as, mm-hmm. you know, despite all of his backstage stuff, you know, Reigns, you know, throwing him into the ambulance and uh, all the violence. He never got over with me like that, uh, but in this case, uh, he did, and but the thing that bothers me is why are all these guys walking out at the same time like i it it i'm I'm shocked at how conditioned I apparently am with the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. and not that you want to show like Wrestlemania to go longer than it did, but I kind of feel like you do have to have these guys come out one at a time um that bothered me like when I saw it with the women they're all walking out there and like, wait, they're about to go and get in a fight. Why are they all? Cool with just walking out there at the same time. What's that about?
3: And I have to agree Um, with you on that because you know when we do have these uh, uh battle royals at wrestlemania a lot of these people a lot of these guys and girls are coming from NXT and you know there's a lot of people that are WWE fans don't really watch NXT and it would be mm. nice to you know show hey you know this is the future this is what you you know watch on NXT these are the next people that might come on the main roster so check these guys out by yeah. giving them an entrance
4: it's less it, it's le- it, ta- it it can take away from a, from a young kids, um, and I, that disparagingly their, their WrestleMania moment, you know, but, uh, but at the same time, um, it is an economy of time and you got to get em, as many people on the show, uh, as, as you can for that one night, I'd, you know, it started the length of the whole thing, uh, even though it, it did seem to go by it at a, at a decent clip for me, uh, for my impression um i wonder about i'm sure they've they've talked about it before but uh, i wonder about toying with the idea of starting to do two day events i hope they never do that i don't think yeah not not, not the case for mania anytime soon uh, and we'll see new japan you know experiment with it uh, next year but it is a way of um Giving you know giving the undercard more time to bubble and, and more time to focus. I mean, we're talking about some of these matches that blew by and you know didn't necessarily have as much resonance or reason to be as uh, the main event or the top you know four or five matches. Um, I could have given without uh, AJ and uh, and Randy, mm-hmm. and you guys didn't like Joe and Mysterio. Um, you know, you break it up over two mu- two nights. Um, people are gonna. Some people are going to be pick and choose, and it'll be a little bit easier for them to do uh, uh, to pick what what matches they want to see live. Other people are going to be so nuts about it that they're going to spend on two days, and uh, you know, and and that's another uh, potential for a bigger payday for everybody. Maybe, I, I mean, would think.
1: The, WWE's not going anywhere, so you, mm-hmm. they always have time to experiment. But what, what was your favorite moment, or maybe moments of the night? I mean, it was a long five and a half hour. Uh, without the pre show five and a half hour card. Do you have like a moment that we're like, man, like this really got me emotion or this really was one of my favorite? The Kofi win.
4: The Kofi win was uh was big for me. And here's the funny thing. It wasn't uh I I haven't been following that storyline much. I I watch I watch WWE for Daria. um that's you know, I'll like I said, I'll I'll catch the storylines, but um She's uh, she she's the one that I like watching uh, uh, on TV uh, the most, obviously for loyalty reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the Kofi thing, um, man, I know what that meant to so many people. And your conversation with uh, Cole, uh, who is just a pain in the ass to negotiate <laughs> with, she's, when that guy, when I was booking Scorpio Sky in 2014 for uh, for the University of MMA. Oh my God! That guy just kept asking for more and more and more, <laughs> and and he got most all of it. Uh-huh. It killed me. Uh-huh. Don't try and do business with that guy. He just uh, <laughs> he he is going to take the shirt off your back. But uh, the, the conversation that you guys had with uh, with Cole, um, you know, it's I think it's this. You know, there were, the underdog storyline gets just about everybody every time. That's a large part of what that was. Mm-hmm. I think it means more on top of that to, uh, to African-American, uh, fans, you know, black community, whatever you want to call it. Um, so that was doubly sweet. Um, but yeah, that was an awesome feel good moment. Um, I enjoyed the main event, the craziest spot for me. Um, and I know there were a lot of insane bumps, stuff that probably didn't need to happen, but the one that, you know, I kind of was surprised by the most really was, uh, Bobby Lashley's Dive Through the Ropes. I don't know what it was about that, but like that one freaked me out even more so than uh um than Miz and Shane doing their uh you know, their their suplex plunge there. Mm-hmm. Uh there there was something about maybe it was a camera angle, but something, something about seeing a guy of Bobby's size, you know, just drill through the ropes like that. That uh that freaked me out. I'm glad uh looked like he landed better, at least uh, probably not too injured,
1: hopefully. J ten at seven ones or at J ten seven one six. We're gonna wrap up in a little bit. When are you coming to Los Angeles?
4: That's a good question. Um, you will be among the first to know when I do. Uh, possibly later this year. I'd like okay. to. I, I miss it. I miss everybody down there. I'd like
1: to come down, and uh, uh, we'll see. Yeah, when you come Hopefully back later on this you'll you have an open invitation. We'll even maybe bring back the UFC after show for one night only. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, there's so well, many of those shows. We'll Lesnar is
2: to going one, to be.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe we can cover Cormier uh, Lesnar over here. How about that? Yeah,
2: there you go. Cool. Uh, cool. Let's, let's book
1: it. Cool. Thank you so much for calling in. I uh, always talk to you, and uh, I'm sure I'll be talking to you again very soon.
4: run tootin', man. I'll be around. Nisa, very good to talk with you. Thank you. And hey, you Me guys too. come on up sometime. You uh, you like Indy. George, here's your assignment. Get her up here to Seattle. Defy Wrestling has, uh, I got to say, Defy has really uh, you live helped in Seattle? me find my love for, I'm, I'm up here in Seattle, and Defy is every bit as good as you read it to be. I've, I've heard, I've heard of Defy. Really, what's that?
3: I've heard of Defy.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've helped me find, you know, I, I go as a fan. I'm not involved with them in any, in any way, but um, Defy has, uh, their their audience is very special and they've helped me, uh, I, I hate to say, to use the Shawn Michaels cliche, but, um, you know, I found my smile for wrestling. Again.
1: What a mark. Like I'm really what a mark. Enjoy it again. What a mark. It is what it is. Man. Okay, <laughs> well, you thank you so much, Jay. We'll be talking soon. Mm-hmm. So, All right. You guys take care. Of thank you. Thank you as well. well that was fun. <laughs> that uh, was fun. We're going to start wrapping up. So we only got two more matches to talk about. Yes, we What do. did you think of the Tony Nese, Buddy Murphy match?
3: I'm going to be quite honest. You didn't watch it. no I was listening to it
1: well I watched it I thought it was a great match I mean I'm a big fan of (laughs) Tony Nese I was on my way
3: to a Wrestlemania party it took me about over an hour to get there Mm because I live far and I was just listening to it Um, I love Nigel McGuinness Mm -hmm. on commentary just you know I just love uh, the way he talks on commentary Mm -hmm. the way he makes me feel about these matches on 205 Live Uh, very happy for Tony Nese Uh, he's from the area too exactly and you know Tony Neese really, really deserved that this championship.
1: Yeah. I mean From what
3: I you know was hearing. Great match.
1: <laughs> obviously the the crew never disappointed. Another guys that were from the area that got their big win, and this is one of my favorite moments of the night too. Yeah. Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Heck yeah. Like I mean he was at 0 261. The or? streak
3: is over. Yeah, like
1: like I mean that's so cool. I mean, my only beef with this match is like it had zero buildup. Like Ryder and Hawkins, I don't even—I don't even think have been on Raw in the past like month. Mm-hmm. So like suddenly they have a tag team championship match like at Mania. Like I mean that kind of like mm-hmm. takes me a little bit away. But and I
3: think uh, everyone's new favorite wrestler is uh, Dash,
1: Wilder. Dash Wilder. Yeah, um, but again, <laughs> but, uh, again, I, I, I think I think the match was great. Again, I I, I thought. The fact that it didn't have any buildup, I thought, I mean, maybe obviously it helps that they were in their hometown, uh, that, that you know, they got a big reaction for Hawkins. Um, again, Zach Ryder, just a couple years ago, he was like complaining about he never hit hear, her steam song. I know he heard it and... On the first and, and the beginning of the match and the end of the match of the latter match of 32. Now you got to hear it in the beginning, and now you got to hear his buddy. And you know, the fact that they train in the area with Mikey Whipwreck. I think it was called New York Wrestling Connection, with, with you know, they train together, and then they got this big victory in front of 80, I mean, maybe. Maybe seventy five thousand people. I think people were still kind of coming in, but still, it's still pretty cool to see them with that big victory tag team championship.
3: Definitely, especially um, as when they first came into the business, as we all saw them as edgeheads, and to see how much they've grown, especially with Zack Ryder, Mm -hmm. you know, going into storylines with John Cena. Great weekend for him too. Yeah, going to got engaged. Got engaged to my favorite women's wrestler. Really, you like Chelsea Green? Oh, girl. I mean, oh girl, sorry, oh, wow. but uh, wow. Chelsea Green, you don't understand. You don't understand. I gave Chelsea Green like the you coolest. You mean Megan Miller? No, Chelsea Green from Impact.
1: Megan Miller. And, uh, I know who you're talking about. Oh okay. yeah.
3: No, but um, I ever since uh, you know Chelsea being a part of Impact and being a hot mess, uh-huh. I just fell in love with her, and you know she's just somebody that I think a lot of people are going to be excited to watch when she makes. Were you her, there her next when she week.
1: was at PCW? Yes, one of the nicest girls. Oh, yes. She was super nice. I
3: was She was at bar wrestling multiple times, and I gave her an idea. Maybe she should do half and half on a pin of ho- Crazy Hot Mess and mm-hmm. you know right, Chelsea right. Green. Yeah. And then at all ends, she designed her outfit as Crazy Hot yeah. Mess. and re- So I was like, oh, my God, I feel so cool. But um, congratulations to both of them. I'm very excited for them. Uh, Chelsea Green you know, did this uh, WWPC, talked about her first date with Zack Ryder, how she did not want to mm-hmm. pretty much much go on the date with him, and she ended up doing it, and then two years later, she's still with him. Yeah. So, congratulations to Zack Ryder, because, uh, and Kurt Hawkins, because, you know, the streak is over, but now what's next? Honestly, know?
1: I think they're going to lose it to the revival, uh, revival tomorrow. Do you think
3: so, or do you think they're going to go on uh, a winning streak?
1: They're going to lose it tomorrow. No. They're going to they're going to do the same thing that Zack Ryder happened, happened to him three years ago. He's going to lose gonna, the next thing? Do
3: you think there's going to be call-ups?
1: I honestly, okay, we're going to wrap up soon. I really <laughs> hope not. Okay. Because there are so many people on the roster. Like, who are they going to call up, and what are they going to do with them, and what about the other people that are on the roster? Like, there's right. so many people. Like, who are they going to call up? Anybody. Like, who, though?
3: Bianca Belair. I don't
1: know. I love Bianca Belair. But
3: then again, you don't want Bianca Belair to be part of the main roster and get lost.
1: Exactly. Like, so they call up so many people. Like, look at all the people they called up, like, a couple months ago. Right. Like, and again, not talking about Gargano, because obviously that, that the whole thing happened. But, like, look at EC3. Like, he was just, like, a, a small blurb in the about a royal Like, Lacey Evans, like, she, she should have had something, I mean, besides just walking out. You know? Like, heavy machinery is doing her thing. Nikki Cross, like, wh- where is she at? Like, yeah. she, you know what I mean? Like, all these people that get called up, like, and then what? Like, even look last year, like, Noah Jose, job run main event. You know? Uh, I can't even think of anyone else. But it's like, all these people that get called up, like, then they do nothing with them. Yeah.
3: Well, um, before we go, I do want to say congratulations to X-Pac uh Sean Expark who is uh he, who does his uh X 1236 3, show mm-hmm. here on After Buzz. You and I both worked with him um before and
1: I never have. You never have? I have never have.
3: Oh my gosh. Met him
1: met him many times. But <laughs> well, I never I, never um, worked I a had
3: a beautiful opportunity to work with him and for his podcast and to see him part, uh, being inducted to the Hall of Fame is very uh surreal and very emotional because seeing Sean and you know, knowing him on a personal, uh, Pretty much on a personal level, mm-hmm. uh, working here, it just made me so happy for him. And he definitely does deserve it. And everybody in the Hall of Fame deserved to be part of the Hall of Fame, you know, China and Tory. And I'm glad we got two women inducted in the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend.
1: It was a great weekend. And again, yeah. it's not over yet. It's I mean, not over, but uh, I'm sure. We still got ghost. Ron Smackdown.
3: Knows this is going to happen tomorrow.
1: We oh, still Ron Smackdown. Um, thank you for coming. Thank you for joining me. Yeah. Everybody in the chat, trust me, I read every single one of them. <laughs> ghost 8386. I too am a big fan of in living color uh keep the conversation going in the chat room in the comments down below mm-hmm. i think right there should be the comments listen we're gonna keep talking about this uh, wrestlemania is like the biggest event of the year i love wrestlemania i yes. think it's top to bottom out of 35 give me five seconds where would you rank wrestlemania 35 uh at 8.5 well like like oh. from one through 35
3: like my favorite?
1: No, 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 like, like, where would you put it? Like, oh, this is the the fourth best mania, the eighth best mania. Like, I don't know. Man, it's the lightning round. Okay, where can people find you? Where can, where can people find you on Twitter? Instagram, uh, you
3: can f- follow me on all social media platforms at Anissa Bar with three R's at the end. I pretty much known as the Indie Girl on NXT TV uh, here at AfterBuzz TV because I go to all the Indie shows in, here in SoCal Wrestling. I know my wrestling. I'm awesome. And uh, you should just follow me. I also do the Miz and Mrs. After Show and pretty much uh, hopefully if you're in SoCal area, come to BWG. Come to wcw ultra come to bar wrestling and let's hang out and enjoy wrestling
1: to answer Mm. my own question i'd say top four best wrestlemanias of all time i think it was a great show from top to bottom because last year i think it got ruined by nicholas uh (laughs) g hermosa g-h-e-r-m-o-z-a uh twitter instagram thank you everybody for watching thank you everybody for listening again let's keep talking about it it's wrestlemania damn it keep good keep it going see you guys next time